So let's go ahead and start this off. This story is cold. Am I the astronaut for not making a specific cake from my maternal family for my half-sibling's birthday? My parents divorced when I was a baby, and my dad met Janet when I was five. I met her a year or two later. I lost my mom not long after I met Janet. She and my dad quickly got engaged and married. I have two half-siblings from them. I see my maternal family occasionally, but we're close. I love my half-siblings, too. Janet, I'm very meh about. I could tell. I could tell just by the way OP said I met Janet. It's like, yeah, okay, we know. So my mom's family makes this special cake for everyone in the family's birthday. I learned how to make it when mom was still alive, and the two of us would make it for my birthday and hers. After she died, my grandparents would make it for me, and I'd help them make it for others in the family whenever I was with them. For some reason, dad mentioned the cake to Janet a couple of years ago and then told my half-siblings about it. My half-siblings wondered if it was the same kind of cakes they got, and Janet was like, no, it's a special one, and we don't know what it is. My half-siblings have asked on and off for the cake ever since and have been upset some birthdays when they ask if it's the one, and Janet or my dad tell them no. There has been some pressure on me, mostly from Janet, but some from my dad, to make the cake for my half-siblings from here on out. I have refused to do so because it's something for my maternal side, I feel like. And it's not like my half-siblings don't get cake. They just don't get the cake that I get from my maternal family. Janet said, I either love my siblings or I don't, but I can't love them and not include them in something I love so much. She said, I am showing my siblings I don't want them to be my siblings, really. My dad said it would be such a loving thing to do, and that my siblings would think I hung the moon and stars if I included them in something like that. I told him and Janet to create their own recipe or to find one and use that as a family tradition. But they say I should be willing to make this specific cake for my siblings. Am I the astronaut? What are you doing, Dad? Dad gets this right off the rip here. Funny siren started going off right outside as soon as I hit that. It's coming for you, Dad. Dad is failing to see the larger picture here, failing to see the forest for the trees, failing to see that this is something that is very important to OP because it is symbolic of carrying on her mother's memory. Dad either gets it and is just choosing to side with Janet because that's his wife and he has to, or he doesn't get it. I think Janet is the thing that is preventing OP from making the cake here because she doesn't want to share this special memory that is tied to her mom with Janet. If Janet wasn't there, I don't think OP would have an issue with this. She doesn't care for Janet. It'd be one thing if she chose to, and like her dad said, it would be a loving, like a huge deal to do. And yes, the half-siblings would be super excited about it, but OP has to choose to do it. Forcing her to do it is not okay. What was the question? Question is, am I the astronaut for not making a specific cake from my maternal family for my half-siblings' birthdays? The entitlement that they have here and the blackmail that Janet and maybe dad are guilty of here of saying that you don't love them if you don't do this is horse shit. Not okay. Definitely not okay. I think it's worth a conversation. I think OP really has to have a private conversation with dad and be like, hey, look, this is a special thing to me regarding mom. Not Janet, mom. And I don't want to share that over here. I want this to be a private thing. This is this is a way of carrying on mom's memory from mom's side. It's not something that I want to be an everyone thing here. And 
dad should respect that failing that explanation dad either doesn't see it or he he gets it and is just siding with janet if op gives him this explanation and says it's important to me that this stays private because it's a way for me to keep her memory going then he should respect that that should end the conversation and it's on him to explain to janet that she needs to quit pressuring it if he continued that then he would be an even bigger asshole He's an asshole for not seeing it right now or for choosing not to see it. OP, we'll go ahead and make it official here and say NTA. You could choose to do it, but the fact that people are trying to force you to do it is horseshit. So uh, NTA for you. Dad, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and assign him a place on the ASCON scale here because he definitely could have done this differently. He definitely should have done this differently. I'm going to go ahead and say he definitely should not have done this. And that uh, that is specifically for trying to force her to do this and siding with Janet. Janet is right there with him, if not a little bit higher. So for trying to force her to do this when it's obvious that it is something very personal and private to her is an ask on to move. So congratulations there. If you know what's going on here and you just do it because Janet is forcing you to or because you don't want to rock the boat with her, it makes you an even bigger asshole. Janet, she knows that it's it's mom's thing and is just trying to take it. Have some respect. Have some respect. Not a fan. The title of this story is, Am I the Askonaut for only giving a car to my daughter and not my wife's daughter? My wife and I have been together for 20 years. We have two beautiful daughters. My daughter, Bella, 18, and my wife's daughter, Caroline, 19. I am both of their biological father. However, I have more of a bond with Bella, and my wife is the same with Caroline. Last Tuesday, Bella turned 18. I bought Bella a new car. It was a Mercedes S-Class, and we had to save for quite a while to be able to afford it. Bella loved it so much and was so grateful. Caroline was livid. Caroline cried to me and her about it being unfair. My wife confronted me asking why I did not give Caroline the same gift for her 18th birthday. I told my wife that if she thought Caroline deserved such a nice gift, then she should put her money where her mouth is. Well, my wife has not been listening to or speaking to me, and Caroline has been being a little bit of a brat begging Bella to give her a turn with the car. My wife called me a shitty father for favoring one daughter over another. I do not think this is the case, but I am beginning to feel guilty because Caroline is taking it out on Bella. Am I in the wrong? Dude, seriously, can't see this? Yeah, he's the father of both of them and just bought one of them a car and is like, I don't think this is wrong. Okay, hang on. We gotta we gotta dive into some comments here because um, the fact that homeboy just isn't seeing, like straight up, isn't seeing that this is an issue at all, is a problem. He is the dad to both of them, biological father to both of them. Only calls one of them his daughter. He says my wife's daughter. Wait, like my daughter Bella and my wife's daughter, but but they're both his daughter. That's red flag number one here. Okay. The fact that he only bought one of them a car and then is like, oh, if you think she deserves it. Put your money where your mouth is. That's red flag number two here. They're both, they're both your daughter, dude. Just because, just because you have a stronger bond with one of them does not make the other one not your daughter, right? Let's, let's dive into some comments by OP. 
The note next to this says, this guy is Delulu. My wife and I have a joint bank account. So I said, we. She wasn't exactly on board, but since it was both of our money, I said, we, to give her some credit. Being a father is not about just genetics. I have love and respect for Caroline, but we do not click like Bella and I do. Yes, they are both my daughters, but one is unconditional and one is only my daughter on the biological sense. I love both of my daughters equally. You can't say I love both of my daughters equally when all of the bullshit you said before that says the exact opposite of that, dude. Also, as a parent, like the friend bond that you have with your kid does not determine them being more or less of your kid. This this dude does go straight here. You were right. This might be the biggest asshole we've ever we've ever encountered because at this point they're 18 and 19. So it's been like this for 18 years. Caroline, poor freaking kid has had to deal with this for 18 years. I assume since Bella's been around. This would be like if he had a son and a daughter, and if he naturally bonds with the son better because they can do guy stuff together, then what his daughter is just not unconditional love. It's just she's there, and uh, she doesn't get a car. She doesn't get the favoritism. She doesn't get all the things. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Candy Thunder has some thoughts about this that she'd like to share as well, so let's bring her on. Candy Thunder, let's get your thoughts here. She's waiting. She's like, I'm mad, and I want to talk. I Honestly, I don't even know what to say because, I mean, we're a blended family. It's almost like pitting your daughters against each other, like a competition for parents' love, because Caroline is always going to work harder to try to get that love that is given to Bella. It's just sad. Like, I don't even know what to say, really. It's not about the car. It's just about the fact that Caroline has been mistreated by her father, who has given her this shitty role model for 19 years. Like, you can't undo that. That damage is completely done. Bella, I would like to know what the relationship between Bella and the mom is because it doesn't really or go into that. Like, if they if they both have this like this one's mine and this one's yours kind of viewpoint, then it's an everyone sucks yeah. here and they're all ask on one. Well, the two parents are. I did want to clear that up in chat. These are both biologically his daughters. There is no stepdaughter right. blended family in this story. Uh, Bella is his daughter and Caroline and his, is his daughter biologically, but he connected better with Bella the younger one and didn't connect as well with Caroline. The older one had more in common with Bella, whatever he wants to call it. But uh, it's just that doesn't up. determine them being more or less of your kid, and he, though. And he can afford to buy the car for if he can afford to buy a Mercedes for his daughter, he can afford to buy another car. Line. Yeah, or, that's not I mean, like that doesn't even. They said uh, they had to save up, save up for a long time. You've got two kids to think about, not just one here. So how about instead of a Mercedes, you have oh, a different gosh. kind of car and you get two of them. I don't understand this family dynamic right. where one one parent is is in charge of one kid and another parent is in charge of another kid. Like you're not a family. No, and we've seen this before with like blended families where the mom only takes or the dad only takes care of his kid and we've seen what that caused in the future. Right. Like we've seen those stories before, but this story I feel like has caused so much more damage in the future. I mean, these are the only parents that have. This is the only father that Caroline has and he's like, sorry about you. I don't but, really like you. Yeah, she doesn't have him. That's no. And that's the problem is he, he refers to her as his wife's daughter. And she's going to chase that in her entire life, like trying to find that love. And he's completely just f-ing destroyed her. And he doesn't even care. No. Like he did, like there's no, am I wrong? Question mark, question mark. Yes, you're f-ing wrong. He's only he's only starting to uh, start to feel guilty because Caroline's taking it out on Bella. Even him ending up here with this story to be like, am I wrong? Is only because Bella, the one he actually calls his daughter, is experiencing more pain because of it. It is not about 
anything regarding Caroline's right. feelings. It's not about anything that his wife was saying. It is only because it's now causing Bella more pain. He said, I have love and respect for Caroline, but we do not click like Bella and I do. So that clicking is what entitles Bella to a car, yes. but Caroline not. And they, he said that they share a bank account. Like none of it makes sense. It's just, it's disgusting. Yes, they are both my daughters, but one is unconditional and one is only my daughter on the biological sense. That line alone. Also, mm. the my daughter, my wife's daughter line, like you keep ringing the ass Conwon bell here, dude. When I first read this story, I thought it was... Blended. blended and th and then you read and then you read his comment and you're just mind blown by what's happening yeah feel no. bad for both of the kids because now if this is a situation where both parents are like this and they're like this with their respective daughters yeah then their understanding of family is completely up for the rest of their lives and it's going to take some breaking and re-educating yes. or they're going to have relationship issues for the rest of their life regardless because of what they've been through to this point uh, and maybe maybe he went through some kind of crap as a kid that that provided or set the foundation of this completely whacked out situation too yeah, but yeah may, maybe his parents or maybe his dad was showed favoritism to one person but it is clearly him because that's how he yeah i mean it had to have been how would this affect the bond with the sisters? Like they oh, can't have a bond. Be yeah. Hatred. It's, it's got to be hatred resent, between the two. Yeah, the older one is going to resent the younger one for right. the rest of her life. And we've seen the golden child. But. It's not just the competition between the daughters now either. It is the competition between the parents to provide for their respective daughters. But and this is how does how does he just buy a car out of a joint bank account? I, do, I just don't, I can't, like, my brain is like, I don't understand. It does he not said, be cute. It said uh, she wasn't exactly on board. Yeah, but he just spent the money and just, it's like almost like financial abuse. If it's their money and she didn't agree to it, spent it on a seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 car. There are a lot of problems in this family and we're only hearing about one of them. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure there's. Yeah, the, the whole dynamic is, yeah, is jacked up. And uh, divorce isn't going to solve any problems here. Now there needs to be therapy for both the girls. Because think about relationships for them as adults moving forward in life. Think about whenever they start families. Their only example right now is this. There's a the big abuse. assumption we're making there, though, that mother follows this same path but does it for Caroline. As I don't a, know that that's true with as, as big know. of a problem as they've had about it. As a mom, I cannot fathom playing favorites no. with any of our kids. And like you said, we're a blended family. And even as a blended family, like we are very, very careful to make sure that we're we're treating all the kids equally it is i mean we've made mistakes there's no doubt about that everybody does yeah but i never like this i would never ever 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 do this it's tough maybe she tries to compensate for what the other daughter isn't getting from the dad so she feels like Could she be. has to well as soon as one parent up. starts doing it she has to she has to try to keep up yeah, uh, this guy's all causing all kinds of damage, and who knows where it comes from? It doesn't matter. You don't you don't get to just inflict that same damage. Let's say he went through something similar in his youth. Break the cycle, man. At some point, there has to be an inkling that this isn't normal, that it isn't right. Uh, instead of just rolling with it, it's like ugh, shit. Poor kids. The story is titled, Am I the Ascot if I break up with my girlfriend for how she treated a food service worker? Ooh. I mean, I think it's uh, how people treat food service workers is a good barometer of, of who they really are. 
I, 29 male, and my girlfriend, 32 female, let's call her Casey, have been together for seven months. We met at a local bar and we hit it off right away. After four months together, we decided to move in together. We love to go out to dinner, concerts, and travel when we can. We hardly ever get into arguments, and Casey is a sweet, loving, and caring girlfriend. I have never really seen her get angry until this past weekend. We decided to go visit our local county fair last weekend. We were excited about some of the musical acts, enjoying playing the various fair games, and of course, all of the fair food. Like most county fairs, the food was made up of multiple food trucks that were local to the area. For some context, neither of us are particular picky eaters, but Casey absolutely hates onions. So much so, she can't stand the smell, touch, or texture of them. When she orders food, she almost always makes sure to ask if there are onions on it and politely asks to have it made without them one of our local food trucks is a philly cheesesteak truck and they make the best cheesesteaks suddenly cheesesteaks sound really good casey and i have both had their sandwiches on multiple occasions and we have loved them every time cheesesteaks consist of the meat cheese peppers and onions the previous times that we have ordered i always make sure to order hers with no onions we wait our turn in line and we make it up to the window Casey asked if I wanted my usual, and I said yes. She then turned to the young lady in the window and said, we'll have two Philly cheesesteaks, please. Now, this is where I had a brain fart. I don't know if I was daydreaming or just not paying attention, but I didn't even notice that she didn't say no onions. This is where things start to unravel. We picked up our sandwiches from the window and went to a picnic table. Casey took one bite and then spit out her sandwich and yelled, what the f***? There were onions in this. I don't know why I had to use that voice. I just did. I was so surprised at her reaction because it was so different than how she usually reacts if her order gets messed up. She immediately got up and stormed over to the food truck, cut in front of everyone and started knocking on the window. She then proceeded to yell at the worker that took our order and saying, I ordered this with no onions. Those effing sandwiches have onions. The worker started apologizing and Casey continued to yell at her and telling her that this is unacceptable, that they would screw up on the order and demanded a new one. The worker apologized, offered her a refund, and they began to make Casey a new sandwich. At this point, she had caused quite a scene and everyone in the immediate area was silent and staring. And I did notice a couple phones recording the whole incident. I'm sure it will be on TikTok somewhere. We must find this. We must find this. I honestly stood there in shock at what just happened. I had never seen Casey act like that before. I didn't know what to think. Casey returned to the picnic table, sat down, looked at me and said, well, thanks for all your help. I didn't know what to say. Then I remembered that I never heard her say no onions. I told her that and she said, I don't know what I'm talking about. We sat in silence until the food truck worker came out and brought Casey a new sandwich. She once again apologized to Casey, who didn't say a word and turned and started to walk back to the food truck. Thankfully, this awkward incident was over. Or so I thought. As the worker was walking back to the food truck, all of a sudden Casey yells, Where are the freaking peppers? The food truck worker stopped in her tracks. Casey got up with the sandwich in hand and walked right up to the worker. She started berating her. How could you F up my sandwich twice, you idiot? The food truck worker, who maybe was mid-twenties, probably a college student, looked mortified and scared. She kept apologizing, and Casey was having none of it. She kept going off saying things like, How hard is it to make an effing sandwich? Among other things. But then she said the thing that stood out the most to me. No wonder you're working at a food truck. You don't even know how to take an order the right way. Good luck working a dead-end job the rest of your life, dumbass. Whoa, dude. Like, she went for it. She went for it. Yeah. She threw the sandwich at the worker's feet, stormed back to the table, grabbed her purse, and said, let's go. 
I was so shocked at what I had seen. I looked back at the worker and mouthed, I'm sorry, and followed Casey to the car. I know that I should have done more, but I was honestly so shocked I couldn't even process my thoughts. We got in the car and had a silent ride home. When we pulled in the driveway, before we got out, I looked at her and said, what was that? She said, what? Oh, the sandwich thing? The dumbasses screwed it up. At least they gave my money back. And then she got out of the car. We haven't talked much since this happened, but she is acting like nothing is wrong. I don't know what to do. The Casey from the fair is not the same Casey I have fallen in love with. I can't even look at her the same. I don't know what made her talk to someone like that. I have worked in food service multiple times and know how it feels to deal with difficult people. So I always try to treat my servers with respect and give them the benefit of the doubt. The irony in all of this is that Casey works an entry-level retail job. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And it probably doesn't make much more than the food truck worker. I have a good paying job in business and I pay almost all of our bills, which I don't mind and have never made Casey feel bad about it. So now I'm torn. I don't know where to go from here. I love Casey, but that is not the type of person I want to be with. It may have been an isolated incident, but what if it becomes more frequent? I'm confused, upset, and heartbroken. So am I the Askinaut if I break up with her because of how she treated the food truck worker? I mean, no, you wouldn't be. The weird thing here is that, yes, as far as your observation levels go right now, this this is an isolated incident. I would want to know why. And yeah, you ask what happened and she's acting like nothing is wrong now. But I think the, the conversation would be like, look, I need to have a serious conversation with you about this. And I guess I guess the question here is like, how much do you like her? If you could figure out that there was a good reason for this and wherever this came from, it doesn't make it OK, but at least it adds some context. Is there anything that would make this okay enough for you to continue this relationship and how badly do you want to do that? If you do want to do that pretty bad and you want to make this work, I would at least sit down and have a conversation and be like, look, what I saw has me scared and I don't want to be with someone who's capable of doing things like that. Before making a huge decision about our relationship, I want to have a conversation with you and give you the opportunity to provide me with some context. Like what drove that? What made that happen? Is this something that you feel or do often? Because I haven't seen that from you to this point and it seems really out of character. Explain it to me. Help me understand it. And if she can't, then she can't. And that tells you everything you need to know. But there could be something big going on behind the scenes that you don't understand. And again, it doesn't make it okay. Nothing about this makes the way she just treated people okay. Let's say she has a really good reason for it. Like maybe maybe something crazy was happening with her family or something that she doesn't want to tell you about. If there is some kind of thing that drove that, I would want her to open up to you and communicate with you about those things so that you can help her through them and not, not let her get to a point where she has to have an outburst like that. The fact that she's capable of that is a huge red flag. Yes, and we'll go ahead and do this for you again. It is a huge red flag, and I think it'd be worth telling her that. You could just break up with her run right now, and you have every right to do that. However, I think you could also go through this deeper conversation and be like, hey, what's the deal here? What drove it? Help me understand because I like you. We've had a great time together, and I don't think this is who you are, but what I saw scares me. I need some context here. You're NTA for, for wanting to break up with her, but you do have other options, and the choice is yours. And I would say... Put yourself in the river situation and be like, look, if I just lost my shit one day and I acted in a way that was completely inappropriate, would the person who was with me have every right to just leave? Yeah. What would I hope they would do, though? 
I would hope that they would have a conversation with me and be a true partner in this moment and try to help me get through this thing rather than leave me because of this thing. And like right now, if Candy Thunder and I, one of us has a really shitty day and we snap at someone that we would have never snapped at before, there's probably something behind it that we need to have a conversation about. Uh, So it's just, it's up to you. It's up to you how you want to play that. It could be something that he could help or prevent if he wanted to. If just the capacity or the ability to act that way is a deal breaker, then it's a deal breaker. I feel like if that happened, I would want to know more at least. And it could be in the conversation you have where you're like, hey, I'm leaving because this scares the shit out of me. However, I I want to understand more here. This is a follower-submitted cake reward story, and it is titled, Am I the Asconaut for Telling My Husband to Lay Off the Cake? I, female 42, and my husband, male 45, Dave, fake name, have been together for just over five years and married for three. This is my second marriage and Dave's first marriage. The relationship started out amazing, but over the past several months, things have become rocky. I used to be extremely in love with Dave. He's a smart man, and he's funny and incredibly good-looking. But over the past year or so, he has begun to let himself go. He got a promotion, so he's actually making more money now. But with the added stress and lack of time, Dave says, I just don't have as much time to make it to the gym. I understand that he's busy, but it has been slowly starting to frustrate me. I felt like he didn't care how he appeared to me anymore. I feel like that's a red flag. I'm going to do it. That's a red flag. He went from someone I was proud to show off to my friends and family to my husband that I hope stays home when I go out. Because of how he looks? Okay. That may sound harsh, but that's truly how it felt for me. And I was struggling with it a lot. It was difficult mentally to wake up to someone who is slowly day after day seemingly losing all of their muscles in replace of laziness. Despite all these feelings, I kept them to myself, even though I was struggling. Okay, now it's a feeling-based thing, which is different. Last week was my husband's birthday. He turned 45. We had a small party that mostly consisted of a few friends and our family members. Dave's mother, my mother-in-law, bought him a big devil's food cake. This is Dave's favorite. Mother-in-law and I have never really gotten along, but when I saw her cutting a slice of cake that seemed a bit too big for my already physically struggling husband, I just about lost it. Everyone was eating cake and having a good time, and I had managed to bite my tongue until I saw Dave going back for another slice. So I finally let it slip and said, maybe you should lay off the cake. Dave looked at me confused and chuckled a bit, like he thought I was joking. But according to a couple of our friends, the look on my face was pure disgust. I said, you've already put on so much. I don't think you're going to need another slice if you intend on keeping a wife. On his birthday. On his birthday. On his birthday. I tried to be polite, but this clearly upset his fragile feelings. Okay, you get You get one of these for that too. And he sat down his second slice and walked away. I could have said a lot worse, and what I did say was pretty tame. He was pretty quiet for the rest of the party, and mother-in-law came over to shame me for my rudeness. She had the audacity to tell me that I could lose a few myself. She was absolutely ridiculous. I didn't think I had made that big of a deal, but my husband actually said he was going to stay with his friend for a night or two, which I think is an overreaction. After he came back, he was quiet. It's been almost a week now and we have barely spoken. So now I'm beginning to wonder if maybe I was too harsh, but I don't feel like I was. I feel like that what I said was justified. Am I the ass here? Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, 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 you are. Okay, so here's the deal. There's a a word called shallow. 
And uh, that word applies to you specifically, OP. You are purely basing this off of aesthetics. And this is very, very selfish of you because throughout this, the narrative here is it's like he doesn't care how he looks to me. And most people, even when they do uh, do devote time to to working out, to their physical fitness, you know, the focus for a lot of people, I feel like it should be how you feel, right? Not how you look, but how you feel. You want to make yourself feel better. The looking good is a byproduct of that, but is the only thing you give a shit about here. Look, he got a promotion. I assume you guys are making more money now. Like he, he's given you guys both the ability to live a more luxurious life or do things that you want to do here. But yeah, the byproduct of that is that he's busier. He doesn't have time to do these things that he needs to do. And instead of berating him, instead of being shitty and telling him to put down cake on his freaking birthday, you could do things like, hey, well, let's address this together. Can we get some home gym equipment? Do you want to go do these active things together instead of us sitting down to watch TV or do these other things that we do? You could address this together and you could do it in a way that's not shitty. There are other ways to go about this. But the fact that you're selfish enough to be pissed at him for not caring about how he looks to you and everything that you've said about him throughout this, you sound like a really shitty person. This is a follower submission and I'm, I'm concerned for you. It doesn't feel like you should be in this relationship. I don't know. There are relationships where people are are like so hardcore concerned about the aesthetics and about their physical fitness that they do all of that together, right? There are, there are couples who do that together and that is who they are. That may be who you are, but you don't get to force that upon him. And the fact that you're falling out of love with him because he hasn't had as much time to work out and to keep himself aesthetically pleasing for you, and that's causing you to fall out of love with him, that sucks. It sucks bad. The person is the person. You didn't fall in love with him. You fell in love with his body, apparently, with his shell. And now that the shell isn't the same, you're like, eh, that's not love. That is not love. And yes, you get to take a trip here because this is a truly terrible thing. It's not just a terrible thing to say. If you had only said you should put down the cake because that's a terrible thing to say. And because it's his birthday, you'd take a trip to ask on one here too. But everything else that you've said about how you feel about this man plants a flag there. You're going to be staying there for quite a while. This is a worldview issue. And if all you care about is this probably time to just be a gym rat and stay only around people who are aesthetically pleasing to you. Lest anyone else assault your eyeballs by not being complete and peak physical condition around you all the time. It's shitty. Not a fan. If Candy Thunder treated me like that, or if I treated Candy Thunder like that, it would be impossible to feel loved and appreciated if someone treated you like that. It would be impossible. This is Am I the Astronaut for ending our marriage when my husband abandoned me while my mom was dying of cancer. That's a heavy title. My husband, 36 male, and I, 38 female, have been together since 2017 and married in 2019. We have one child, four male. We bought our house together one year ago, even though we were struggling a bit in the relationship. I thought all relationships have difficult moments, and once we're a bit settled, we can really start to work on us. Unfortunately, no matter how much I tried to communicate, he would rather look at his phone or play video games and ignore everything I was feeling. We'll do this for that. It was really hard to try not to resent him for this and try to understand why this might be happening, but I did end up feeling resentment. 
I struggled with it myself to be more understanding and kept trying to find marriage counseling. However, that had to hit pause when my mom's health got really bad. She had been diagnosed with multiple myeloma a couple years ago and had been going to doctors weekly for treatments, which I was helping with as well. I spoke to my husband early this year about moving her in with us as we had a spare bedroom so I could take full care of her while she went through chemo, to which he agreed. She moved in February 1st and declined very quickly. By April, the doctor told us treatment doesn't seem to be helping at all anymore and only making her sicker, and it would be best to take her home and start hospice care. So at home, I met with hospice nurses to discuss care, which ended up being medication every hour and watching her because she started to become very confused and kept wanting to walk around even though her body couldn't. My husband helped a little here and there, but I mostly did everything until my sister came to stay while we go through this together. On May 7th, my husband's day off work, I asked if he would make us breakfast because we are literally not leaving my mom's room for more than a few minutes to make sure she's okay and just to be there with her during her final days. He decided he was not going to do that, got pissed off and left for the whole day because he didn't want to make breakfast. Like, nah, I'm going to leave instead. I honestly have no clue why asking for breakfast pissed him off, but I couldn't focus on that right now. He returned later that night just to tell me I had 30 days to leave, which I reminded him my name is also on the house and I will not be doing that. He left again. He came back the next day after work because he had nowhere else to go and I told him that I felt like he abandoned me in a time when I needed him the most, put more unnecessary stress on me in the worst time of my life and I don't feel like I can forgive him for this. I said, I'm done trying so hard when I feel like he isn't doing much of anything to fix our relationship nor supporting me during this awful time. I said, I'm done. This was my line of how far was too far and it's over. I also said, because we both own the house, we both need to be the best parents we can for our little one. We should both stay in the house as roommates slash co-parents, but I could not be in a relationship with a person who could hurt me the way he has. Sadly, my mom passed only four days later, May 11th. Thankfully, I was surrounded by my two sisters, my brother-in-law, two nieces, and my son, so I wasn't alone. But I still struggle with knowing if I've done the right thing. My son is so young, and I want him to be happy. From what I can tell, he is. He's definitely a mama's boy some days, and other days he only wants his dad, and I wouldn't want to take that from him. So much has changed in the home except my expectations of my now ex-husband. There's no affection between us, but that was already kind of how it was due to his phone and video games. As long as he continues to work and provide his portion to keep the house and bills paid, and he continues being a decent father, I don't really care what he does anymore. Side note, I also work outside the home as a caregiver, so I do my part to contribute to the house and bills. Am I the astronaut for ending our marriage? No, hell no. Um, hell no. There's, there's, there are potential complications here, likely complications here that, that we do need to address. Absolutely not the asshole. Even before he did the erratic things where he was like, no, instead of making breakfast for you, I'm just going to leave the entire day and then coming back and telling you to get out, which was a brozo move. We'll go ahead and do this as well. Even before all of that, deciding to completely neglect you and choose himself all the time, which is what was happening here and here, deciding to choose him time instead of we time every time is a problem that's a deal breaker and it's something that you as long as you throw a flag and you be like hey when you do these things this is how it makes me feel i'm giving you the opportunity to change that thing uh you don't have to accept it he uh, just wasn't going to change and instead just decided he wanted to to keep choosing him time all the time and and that was that the problem that i see for you comes in here uh, because living together with an ex so that you can co-parent 
sounds like a really, really complicated situation here. I can tell you from experience that your child will be happier with two happy homes than they are with one unhappy home. Your kids in general, kids like it's, it's scary to take that away from them. And it's scary to like, you don't want to bust that family up. I understand where you're at. I understand the fear there. And I understand there's some economic limitations here as well, but I'm telling you that fear that is keeping this, this toxic environment going right now for you guys, like it, that radiates to your kids as well. Your happiness is one of the best things that you can do to set an example for your kid. And at some point, that's going to lead to being happy in a separate home. And maybe, maybe your ex will be happy in a separate home as well. That's on him. But the best thing you can do for your child is be happy because they're going to grow up with you as the benchmark. They're going to grow up thinking this was okay for my mom. This was enough for my mom. So, so this is enough for me. Like I'll settle for this because she settled for this. You have an opportunity here to set the bar for the choices that you want your child to make too. And I understand the flip side of that is like, I want to make sacrifices for my child's happiness. Well, you need to understand that your happiness is one of the most important things that you can provide for your child. It's complicated, but I could tell you from experience that your, your kids will be okay and will be happy in separate homes. Keeping it together can lead to more complications. And I understand there are some financial limitations there as well with the separate homes thing, but you'll get that part figured out. Just don't let splitting up the family be the thing, be the only thing that holds all that together for you because you will not be happy. Even if it's just the vibe you put off your aura, they feel that. Most kids are, are empaths. This next story is from the AITA subreddit, and it is called, Am I the Askinaut for Stating No Pets at My Wedding? I didn't know that was something that you had to state before going inviting people to your wedding. I'm getting married next year in an outdoorsy nature reserve in some woods with a barn. Because it's in a nature reserve, the venue let us know that we couldn't have dogs at our wedding unless it was very specifically our dog who they met before to check they would be well-behaved and stay on the lead the whole time, etc. Our dog is a rescue and actually still a little nervy around new people, so we decided it was best if she stayed home with a sitter and we just had a dog-free wedding. We sent out save the dates last week, and a couple days ago, I got a message from my cousin asking if we'd forgotten to put his dog's name on the invite. Interesting. The thing is, his dog is not at all trained. He jumps up at people, barks and whines constantly if he's not getting attention, has extreme separation anxiety to the point where they can't even go to the bathroom at the same time or he will destroy furniture has been known to nip when he gets excited and is generally just not well behaved. This is completely my cousin's fault for getting a high energy breed and then not doing any training with him. But my point is, is that if I were to invite any dog, this is the last one I'd choose because his behavior is not suited to a group event where it will be loud and stressful for the dog. I replied and explained we couldn't have dogs, unfortunately. At this point, he kicked off, asked if I was expecting him to pay for a new suit, travel, hotel, etc., and now a weekend at a kennel. And if his dog wasn't invited, he wasn't going to come, because his dog's separation anxiety means he cannot be left with anyone else. I was pretty pissed off, but I replied and said I totally understand that traveling here would be an expense for him, and if the extra money needed for a sitter slash kennels, Meant he couldn't come. I was sad he won't make it, but understand, and it would be great to catch up some other time. He never replied, and I left it at that. I really didn't think I'd done anything wrong, to be honest, but now I'm being hassled by multiple members of my family who are telling me I'm being a stubborn asshole for not making an exception for this one dog. 
My mom's argument is that if we're not taking our dog, my cousin's dog can be there instead. And then I'm causing a huge family row because we're being bridezilla -y. Sometimes I can be a bit clueless and will definitely apologize if I'm in the wrong. So Reddit, am I the astronaut? No! Like, first off, who, who gets an invitation to a wedding and is like, oh, well, they must have left my dog off this invitation. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Unless they specifically say it's a dog-friendly wedding, which... I mean, I've been to some weddings and there's a dog there, but the dog is maybe like the ring bearer or some stupid thing like that. But like, bro, you're upset because your dog wasn't invited to the wedding. That's it's not like it's a brother or a sister. Or it's a cousin. So it's probably just like some like what this is a cousin Eddie situation where the dog just shows up in the motorhome with the dog. And he's like, oh, hey, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah you got any dog food over here? Hey, uh, my dog needs a plate, too, and uh, some cake. And hey, when you're cutting the cake, go ahead and cut him a slice off for it, too. You know, I think he'll take some of it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I told Tony that if Dusty and I renew our vows, we're only inviting dogs to our wedding. And Tony said that having a dog as a ring bearer is stupid. That's not stupid. <laughs> One, the venue said no dogs unless they were well-behaved. This dog is clearly not well-behaved. And two, the bride said no. No means no. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> let's dance again. The fact that he was upset that his dog was not invited. Oh, uh, did you, I think you meant, I think you left my dog's name off the invitation. I know. <laughs> like, no, your <laughs> like, dog isn't invited. How clueless are you, bro? It's different. I mean, if the dog belongs to the bride or the groom and they want the dog involved in the wedding, then that's that's their choice. They don't want Seriously. somebody's dog who's going to jump on her dress or something like at the wedding or in paw prints but, on the groom's shirt. No. But again, like, I don't know where he thinks like dogs are. I mean, I, I don't know. I think you're you called it with the cousin Eddie like showing up on Christmas vacation. <laughs> like, I think that's the, what it's got to be because yeah. it's like, dude. I see the dog like running <laughs> under the table like during during the Which dinner. Way? I'm like I I don't know if I've ever been to a wedding actually. Like I get that people have yeah. like the dog involved sometimes, but I've never been to one with it. And it'd be like I would be like it's more odd to see a dog at a wedding than be like oh this wedding didn't allow dogs. Wow, these people must right. be stuck up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the fact that he wanted his dog's name on the invitation, like in the mail. He wanted the yeah. Yeah, how would you even write, I guess, the dog's name? I don't know. <laughs> Mister? Like, does the dog get a plus one? How does this work? And it was not a yeah. service dog, because that'd be a whole different story. It was I not a service bad. dog. I feel bad for the dog if they got, like, a really high energy breed, neglected to do anything to, like, help this dog channel that energy. I the, you are not the asshole. Oh, you hit the button. I did. I hit nice. the button. OP? I've never got to hit a button. Uh, do you want to hit the button for the guy who wants to bring the dog? What would he be? Ooh, the guy who's throwing a fit know. about cousin who's not happy that his dog was not invited. There you go. There. Ooh, a button. I hit Look a button. Us. Look at us pushing buttons. <laughs> I feel like Dusty's secretly nervous. We're going to like mess I know. It we're going to mess like, Don't. He's like, he's don't, like, don't touch, touch that one. Not that one. Don't touch that one. Just don't hit the red button. Yes. Agreed. I mean, I don't think he's a one because I don't think it makes him a terrible human being. No. Um, like, I have some friends that their dog is like their baby and their child, and I get that and like want to bring it everywhere. And Me? that's, yeah. But like, at some point, there's a line. Like, no, that's you, true. You should know that you're not like going to bring a dog to somebody's wedding. Right. And I would never do that. Yeah. I would bring Luna to I would say to he's a wedding. two to three, probably. What do you think? I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with two as well. There you go. You can push okay. the button. Wait, what do you do to get... I think oh, you just push... I'm sorry, guys. I'm new. I'm new <laughs> to the buttons. He's there. We made him. He flew there. Yeah. He's on Ascon, too. Okay. But anyway, poor dog. Didn't even get a customized wedding invitation. I know. Sad. 
We should have, we send invitations to go out in the shape of bones ring, like yeah. for a doggy wedding. This guy, I'm definitely. It is my first day. It's definitely like a cousin Eddie guy. I'm the new girl. <laughs> I just see the dog like drinking. What was he drinking out of thing? But he like ran under the table and like everything went flying. He drank out of the, uh, he drank the water from the Christmas tree. That's, and the Christmas, and the Christmas, Christmas tree, tree catches on fire. Yes, and then, yes, yeah, yes. then it was a whole big, yeah. Yes. <laughs> when, they're in the, when they're in the grocery store and he's just piling bags of dogs yeah. on top of the cart. Uh, it's almost time. It's almost time for Christmas vacation. Title of this story is Am I the Astronaut for Putting My Mother in Law in a Timeout? Hey! <laughs> If this is like an actual put your nose in the corner timeout, I'm going to I'm going to love it. I'm just going to love it. I 33 female, my husband 36 male and our three year old son were invited to my husband's side of the family yearly end of summer BBQ. This year was the turn of my 63 year old mother in law to host. So. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. My relationship with my mother-in-law has always been a little strained. We are just very different people with different ideas and beliefs. For example, our main disagreement has been about me working as a mother. I'm a senior ER pediatric nurse. She has always stated that women should give up work as soon as they are pregnant and not return to work until all children are of adult age. It's fine for her to have that belief herself, but to push it on you is a completely different story. She has told me that I am a part-time mother because I work three days a week. I disagree with her. Firstly, I have no judgment if a parent, mother or father, wants to be a stay-at-home parent, but it's not something I want for me as I have worked hard for my career. Secondly, even if I did want to be a stay-at-home parent, I wouldn't be able to afford it. This disagreement popped up when she invited us to the BBQ as I told her I was meant to be working on the date she selected, but would try to get a swap. She said I should prioritize family like a good woman. I was annoyed at her comment, but didn't reply. I managed to swap the shift and attend the barbecue. However, I will hold my hands up and say I was a little fake towards her when I arrived. There were around 20 people at the barbecue in mother-in-law's garden. I was talking to my husband, brother-in-law, and his wife by the grill while their two sons played with my son. Mother-in-law called to my son that she had put the potato salad out because for some reason he is obsessed with potato salad at the moment. He screamed yay and started to run to the table. When she shouted, I had looked up at him and then watched him trip over his feet and fall into a fancy china plant pot which shattered under him. He cried and I went to go get him and pick him up, but mother-in-law got to him first. She picked him up and smacked him on the back of his legs hard twice and shouted at him for breaking her pot. I pulled him away from her and tried to calm him down. I was furious and told mother-in-law to back off. Yeah, we'll give her a, we'll give her some red flags for that. I personally don't smack my child and don't agree with it, and so does my husband. Mother-in-law is aware of this. When he is being naughty, my husband and I use the warning and then timeout method. One minute on the timeout step per minute of his age. Mother-in-law says that a timeout is weak parenting. It was actually my husband's idea to use timeout as he says he was hit a lot as a child and it taught him nothing. When I calmed down somewhat, I checked him over and saw he was bleeding. Mother-in-law was shouting, but I left my husband to deal with her. He was also cross and I carried our son to the end of the house to give him some love and first aid. After a few minutes, I had calmed down our son more and had cleaned and dressed his cut hand. Husband and mother-in-law came into the kitchen. My husband told her to apologize, but she refused and stated that she had nothing to be sorry for. She was simply disciplining our son for us. But for running to the food that you set out and then tripping 
Yes. Should apologize for this accident. She stated that we are not around enough to have a solid discipline plan. I told her that we all witnessed him trip and fall. He didn't break the pot by being naughty. He fell and therefore didn't need to be punished. I was sorry her pot was broken and my husband said that he would buy her a new one. She disagreed with us and said he should be punished and not a useless timeout. I snapped. I told my mother-in-law that she was being horrible, assaulted my child, and was demanding an apology for an accident by a three-year-old. I told her she had been given a chance to apologize and make amends with her grandson, but refused to do so. Therefore, I was putting her in a timeout. She will have no contact with her grandson for one day for each year of his age. This means no visits, no phone calls, no photos for 63 days. If she didn't stick to my rules and tried to contact him, her time would start again. With that, I took my son and sat in the car until my husband joined us and took us home. My husband agrees with me that his mother was out of line but felt 63 days was a long time, but agreed to support me and make a united front. However, other family members are telling me that I'm being ridiculous and selfish, that mother-in-law is old-fashioned, that I shouldn't keep her in our time out for 63 days. I intend to keep it, but am I the astronaut? Houston, we have a problem. Here, here's the deal. She can be whatever kind of old-fashioned she wants to be. She does not get to force that on other people. And yes, you're at her home. It does not mean that she gets to pick up whatever kid she wants and start smacking them around. Her rules don't apply to your children. Now, if she is watching your kids for you, there has to be some kind of communication and understanding about like this is the discipline plan that we are agreeing on right now. But she just picking up this kid for having an accident that really she was the beginning of by telling him that the potato salad was out. So he started running that direction, tripped, fell, accident, picks him up and starts smacking him for it. That, you know what? Tell you what, grandma, that's a, that's a way to foster a really healthy relationship with your three-year-old grandchild and also, you know, with, uh, with your son and his wife. It's a really good way to foster a good relationship and just tell them that they're shitty parents and, and you know, it's not going to drive a wedge at all. Why won't my family talk to me? I don't know. What do you think, grandma? This is not hard to figure out. This is just one of those scenarios where, I, OP, I think it is ironically awesome i think it is it is great the way that you're approaching this you're like oh yeah timeouts don't work huh let's see and you give her a dose of what a timeout really means now she's fighting against it so so wait oh wait she's fighting against this timeout so hard because she thinks it's too harsh wait timeouts aren't harsh at all and they mean nothing they're ineffective right so if they're ineffective she should really have to battle through this without speaking up at all right and also family members, same thing. It's like, oh, you don't you don't think it's that big of a deal? Okay. If she picked up your three-year-old and started smacking the crap out of him for an accident, would you think that was a big deal then? I think she's earned every bit of this 63-day timeout, probably beyond then as well. If she's going to be around your child again, there have to be some very clear ground rules. If she is not willing to agree to those ground rules, she doesn't get to be around your kid. It's as simple as that. Just good old-fashioned boundaries. NTA for you. And the question here was, am I the astronaut for putting my mother-in-law in a timeout? Hell no. I think it's awesome. It forces her to address her hypocrisy because if they're not effective, then she doesn't get to bitch about it at all. The follow through here is going to be hilarious. Like I, I, I really hope we get an update about this, about how grandma handles this timeout. Cause I, you know, she's going to fight it tooth and nail and it's going to be like, Oh, well, wait, I thought, uh, thought it was no big deal.
This is a follower submitted cake story, so let's dive in. It is Am I the Astronaut for being mad at my husband for ordering cake? I, 28 female, and my husband, 30 male, were out to dinner to celebrate our anniversary. We went to one of the nicer restaurants in our town, and with our three kids, all under the age of seven, we don't get many date nights out with just the two of us. We both have lived in our hometown our whole lives and knew each other in high school, but we were never really close. We became closer friends towards the end of our senior year in high school and started dating when we ended up going to the same college, which is also in our town. As we are enjoying some wine and chatting away, all of a sudden I see that my husband is distracted and looking across the restaurant. I finally get his attention and he says that he sees someone he knows. Let's call her Macy and excuses himself and goes over and starts talking to her at the bar. For context, Macy is his ex. Ah, shit balls. Why would you do that, bro? From middle school, high school. They dated from 8th grade until she broke up with him midway through our senior year. She was the popular, stereotypical cheerleader type and cheated on him with his best friend. It was all the talk of our small high school. Anyway, he was heartbroken. As far as I know, he hadn't seen her since then, being as how she moved away from our town once we graduated. He was over there talking and laughing with her for at least 15 minutes while I sat trying not to stare at them. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, too. When he finally came back to the table, he was in such a good mood, then told me all about her life story and how it's her birthday, and she is just in town for the night visiting family. Next thing I know, the bartender brings her a big piece of cake, and the staff and restaurant, including my husband, start singing happy birthday. I wasn't thrilled, but oh well. After we finished our dinner, the waiter asked if we wanted any dessert. My husband quickly said, no, we'll just take the check. I was disappointed since it was our anniversary. I thought we could share a piece to celebrate, but I got over it. My husband paid the bill, went back to, to the bar and said goodbye to Macy, and we left. While we were in the car on the way home, I was looking at the receipt and noticed that they charged us for a piece of cake. I said, that's weird. They charged us for cake and we didn't order any. My husband then says, oh, I ordered the cake for Macy for her birthday and asked them to sing to her. I lost it. I told him I couldn't believe he would order her cake, but not us for our anniversary. He said he didn't know what the big deal was, and she was alone on her birthday, and he was just being nice. We didn't talk the rest of the way home, and I slept on the couch on our anniversary. We have hardly talked the last few days, and it still just really bothers me. Am I overreacting and seeing something that isn't there? Am I the astronaut for being upset with him? Okay, let's start. Let's start here. The am I the astronaut for being upset with him? That's a that's a feeling, right? Am I the astronaut for feeling this? No, not at all. You can't be the asshole for feeling what you're feeling here. The question is, am I the astronaut for being mad at my husband for ordering cake? No, you can't be an asshole for feeling that and for speaking up about it either. The fact that he doesn't see why you're mad, he doesn't see anything wrong with what he's done here, is what makes him a brozo. I think you're gonna have to spell it out for him. And how he responds to that will further determine this. But you're going to have to spell out for him and be like, OK, let me let me explain to you what I saw and, and what I felt. And just tell me if how you would react or go ahead and flip the script on him and be like, hey, if we were out to dinner and I saw my ex sitting there alone and left the table to go talk to him for 15 minutes came back and was laughy and chatty and then come to find out I had bought him a piece of cake and had got the whole restaurant to sing to him. And then it was our anniversary dinner. And at the end of it, when asked if we wanted any cake, quickly said no. And we went about our way. How would you feel about that? Him not seeing that this is a big deal at all. It's a brozo move. He's minimizing your feelings. He probably knows that he screwed up and he's just trying to minimize it and move past it as if that's going to work, as if that's going to 
solve the problem. Just sweep it under the rug. It's okay. Put your feelings in a to-go box and just get rid of them. It'll be fine. He either doesn't realize what he's done to cause your feelings harm, or he realizes it and he's just trying to minimize it and move on quickly. I don't know which it is. I do think you have to have a conversation with him and be like, okay, look, this is an issue that we need to talk about. I need you to understand the pain that this caused and either explain it or apologize for it. Give him the opportunity. Be like, look, I need you to understand the pain that you caused me because I want this to be a learning moment for all of us and to, for it to never happen again. That's it. You're fully justified for being pissed. I kind of think in, in putting myself in her shoes, if that had happened after about three minutes, I'd have been like, all right, I'm going to crash this party. Hi, so nice to meet you. I'd go introduce myself. Um, and sitting there alone gave OP more time to to stew and to get pissed about it. I don't know what he was thinking here. I really don't know what he was thinking here. He turned the wrong way at every point here. The quicker you address those things, it's easier to overcome them, right? Strike while the iron is hot. If you have that conversation immediately, you at least have the, the ability to pivot away from it. What's happening now when you don't talk about it? When you don't talk about it, he's pissed off because he's like, why am I being punished for this? It makes no sense. You're pissed off because you're, you're stewing on it and letting it bubble and letting it grow. And it's just fermenting and becoming stronger with you. So there, there's no solution to be had here in the interim and this lame duck phase between cause and effect here or between cause and reaction. There's nothing good happening there. So why not just have the conversation as soon as possible and be like, I need you to understand because this should never happen again. And I want to give you the opportunity to explain it so that what I'm feeling right now can either be remedied or validated. Part of the explanation, it is I think you need to understand that this girl who broke your heart a long time ago and you haven't seen since, you decided to get up and walk away from your wife for, buy her something, come back all giddy, and then not have that same vibe whenever you got back with your wife and left. That That is a problem, sir. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, on your anniversary... Uh, on your ex's birthday, dude, you got to understand that you've made some bonehead moves here. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.